I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, Episode 86. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Each week to prepare for the podcast, I follow pretty much the same pattern. I've already chosen a song the week before, and so I just try not to over-spiritualize the process. Not that I never pray about which song I'm going to choose, but if you've been a listener for long, you know that the song is really not the point. So getting people to read the Word of God for themselves is the point, and the song is just the catalyst. So is it a top-played song on the Christian Top 40 or on the station that I listen to? Is it a song that I like? After all, it's my podcast, so if I I like it, I can put it on here if I want, right? And is it a song recommended by one of my listeners? So if it falls into one of those categories, uh, that's generally how I choose the song from week to week. Then, of course, again, that song was chosen the week before. So when it's time for me to start to prepare for the podcast, uh, when I go into preparation mode, I'm really not writing at this point. I just start to let the thoughts start flowing. And at this point, I will read the lyrics of the song. I will listen to the song. I'll usually put it on repeat. I recommend you do the same. And then I pray, pray, pray that only God's words will flow through me. I look to see if I can recognize any scriptures in the lyrics, and sometimes I can, or I'll I'll know that it's in there somewhere. I've talked about how I've Googled the lyrics before just to um, Google certain lyrics and, and the word scripture and see what comes up. But if it inspires me to pull from an area of scripture I'm familiar with, then that might be the direction that I go. I often read the story behind the song if there is one, and one of my favorite resources for this is New Release to today.com and there is a weekly uh, blog post where they review cur- uh, current songs and look at the scripture and the the behind the song the story behind the song or sometimes the artists are going to share they'll share a YouTube video of the story behind the song or put a post on their own website and this will sometimes lead me to what scripture they were thinking about when they wrote the song now sometimes I'll use that and sometimes I won't Then in the midst of that preparation, I start reading my Bible. Now I have to understand, my singular goal for you is to get you to read your Bible for yourself. And I have such complete confidence in the Holy Spirit that he can lead you into all truth and reveal his perfect will to you without any added commentary that I just want to get you into God's word. 
But what kind of example would I be if I didn't read the word myself? So I read and reread and read in different translations and trace rabbits and pray and I write. And then I share. I share what God is showing me on this podcast. I share my thoughts with friends. Some of my friends listen to my podcast. Some of them don't. So some of them will have heard the podcast and I have they just have to listen to me twice. And some of them don't. And so I'm just sharing. I share with my kids. I share with my husband. I have the opportunity a few times a month to share in devotions at the Christian school that I work at. And it all starts to sink in deeper and deeper into my spirit as I share. And in all of this, I am thinking of you. I'm always trying to think of you. What practical tools do I use that I take for granted in my own studies that I can share with you? And then I share those. I call them Bible interaction tools. What has God revealed to me in my own study that may bring revelation or encouragement to you? And I share that. How can I use this tremendous tool, this tool of music, this music that you're already listening to, to point you to the source of all truth? I pray that God makes me more and more effective each week as I attempt to use the songs you're already listening to on the radio to guide you into God's word. And then they become a trigger of life-changing truth as you continue to hear them. Now, this week, I followed that same pattern when I chose Glow in the Dark by Jason Gray. Doesn't matter how deep, how dark the night is, keep hope and keep on shining. And they'll see his light burning in your heart. And if the road gets rough, just keep your head up. Let the world see what you made of. Like a burning star, you can shine right where you are. It made you to glow in the dark. If we briefly look back at the weekly pattern that I just shared with you, Glow in the Dark is a top played song, and I like it. And I could think of many verses that talked about light, and one in particular in Philippians on shining bright. And it was confirmed when I read the story behind the song. I'll go ahead and link to it in the show notes at michellekneezat.com forward slash 86 is where I'll um, share the link to the story behind the song in the show notes. And in the show notes, uh, Jason Gray used this verse out of Philippians as one of his inspirations to write the song. So I picked up Philippians and I started reading. It's really as simple as that. Okay, so again, I went through my little pattern in my process, but the the pattern, the first few steps are very quick. I've chosen a song. I listen to it. I look it up. I figure out a verse that it could point me to, and then I pull out that book of the Bible and start reading. So what I do, and it's one of my, my most used Bible interaction tools that I recommend to you, is to read it all the way through. So the, the letter to the Philippians is that. It's a letter and it's only four chapters. So that's what I did. I picked it up and I read it all the way through just like I recommend for, for you to do each and every week. I don't read it a paragraph at a time. I don't read it a chapter at a time when I first sit down to read it because it was a letter. And so I want to understand um, 
the whole letter kind of all at once before I start to pick apart little pieces. Now I know like the letter to the Romans might be a little more difficult to do that. It's longer, it's more complicated, but Philippians is only four chapters long. So that's what I did. And then to be fair, I have to admit that I don't only just read God's word. So I participate in Sunday morning services with my spiritual family. I take a lot of notes from my very gifted pastor, and that's one way that I have exposure to different areas of the word, but also teaching that's from, that's biblical teaching. But um, that, for example, the series that that we're um, going in this week at my church, it's, it's v- v- very much founded in truth, but it's very practical in its teaching. And so uh, I, I'll look at my notes for that. Uh, my husband and I participate in a smaller group of folks. Some of these people are quite new in their faith, and we call ours life groups. And some of you are in small groups or life groups like that, or even Sunday school classes or something like that. A smaller group of people where I try to listen as much as I talk. I'm working on that. Whoever's in my small group knows it's hard for me to, to talk less, listen more. I'm working on it. Um, I am an avid podcast listener myself. You know, I read books and blogs, and I do also go through some self-study devotions from time to time, as well as participate in more formal group Bible studies as they are available through my church. I have a spiritual mentor, and I also work in a Christian environment where there's just a lot of encouragement and challenge from my colleagues. And there is such wisdom revealed to others through all of these types of of sources. And I don't want to diminish that. I want you to understand. I want you to, to do all of that too. And when it's working right, all of those sources are going to work together in harmony with the Holy Spirit. And all of these sources should be pointing me to God's word. Now, in reality, though, All of these sources can sometimes compete with one another or even actually keep me from reading God's word for myself. So what I look for is balance. So God's revelation to someone else might just be the message you need for the week, but don't not give God the chance to give the message straight to you. Don't abandon his word in favor of the interpretation of others. Do you understand what I'm saying? I really, you know, listening to a verse on Sunday morning out of Proverbs does not count. It's great, but I need to be in the word myself. I need to pull that open and be in the word myself. So if this song leads me to a verse in Philippians, great, let that be an inspiration to read the whole book and then zoom in on the areas that God might be speaking to you. So now that I've said all of that, I'm going to recommend a book, (laughs) okay? So uh, Matt Chandler has written a book called To Live is Christ, To Die is Gain, and it actually walks us through the book of Philippians. It brings a lot of wonderful background uh, information to the picture of this letter. I am not actually completely done with the book. I'm actively reading it now. And so I'm going to link to that book in the show notes as well for you. But if I do want to recommend it to those of you who might want to go deeper with this book of Philippians, And again, as long as um, when I'm 
you know, reading the book or listening to podcasts or actively participating in the body of Christ or listening to music and reading my and reading blogs. Do all of that. But if you're going to err, err on the side of spending more time in the word of God. And as soon as you feel feel that pull to seek out other sources besides God's word, use that as a trigger to jump back in. Okay? So what I'm saying is I feel like I should read God's word But instead, I'm going to turn on Christian music and tell myself that that is enough. No, use that trigger to, you know, just pull out your smartphone and put on audio version of of God's word. And again, it's again, it's a balance. So that's really my challenge to you and to me as I'm trying to walk this out myself. You um, can't just sit down and read God's word, though. Really, you need to interact with it. And that's what I hope I'm helping you do through the tools that I provide on this podcast. So let's jump back to our song and where it led me this week, which is the book of Philippians. And when I think of glowing in the dark, I think of this idea that I heard the other day, that when you open the door to a dark room, The darkness never floods the room that you're coming from or the room that's filled with light. The darkness never floods the the room of light with darkness. Do you see what I'm saying? The light always displaces the darkness. Even the smallest glow cannot be completely overtaken by darkness. Just chew on that for a little bit. It's just been mind-blowing as I consider that. And so when Philippians 2.15 calls on us to shine like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people, perhaps you feel as though your glow is quite dim. Perhaps you feel that it's not a bright light, but a very dim light. And when you read the story behind the song, Jason Gray wrote the song with the idea that he is not asking anything of the listener to the song, but he is, um, he assumed that many of us are in the dark and the last thing we need is some guy singing, you can do it, just try harder. You know, so his encouragement is to glow right where we are, not assuming perfection or arrival, but through our brokenness, letting the light of Christ shine through us. And I do love that thought. And when I read Philippians, I see a follower of Christ. I see Paul who has complete understanding and empathy with the struggle because there's a struggle in all that. And Paul writes um, in chapter one, verse 29, for you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. We are in this struggle together, he says. So there will be darkness and you might be in the midst of a very dark season of your life. There are enemies. There is a struggle. But even in the midst of that, how do we shine as bright lights? Because that's the call on us. And I believe it is spending our energy and focus on what we can control, not on what we can't control. So what's my mind on, on how, what they said, on how they respond, or on myself? We have power over our own conduct, but we obviously do not have the power over the conduct of others. And Paul says, just a few verses above the one I just read in chapter one, he says, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. 
Then, whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Now, if your gut response is, but I could conduct myself in a manner worthy of the good news if they wouldn't, dot, 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 then I I want you to remember, you don't have control over them, only over yourself. And I asked myself just this week as I spent time in Philippians, am I conducting myself in a manner worthy of the good news? Am I standing together with fellow believers in my life in one spirit, one purpose, fighting together for the faith? Because what I read here is that I can shine brightly when I am working together with one mind and purpose. Now, I interacted with God's word this week by making a list. So this is a Bible interaction tool. When you take out your pen and paper, get a study notebook. It doesn't have to. I mean, the the gals might want to have some kind of cute notebook. But, you know, just a plain old dollar composition from Office Depot or a spiral notebook will work as a study notebook. But I made a list because Paul lists out some pretty practical things in Philippians chapter 2 of what not to do and what to do. And it's all right here in that context of shining brightly. So if you are an avid listener and you take on the challenges that I've given in the past, you might say to yourself, I think I've done this before in episode 75. It's okay. You can do it again because I did it in episode 75 and I needed it again because I'm pretty sure, just like me, you have not mastered everything and maybe God will show you something new. So if you're interested, episode 75 takes on this challenge in the context of marriage. So if you're interested in that, check that one out. But here is what I read in Philippians chapter 2 and I'm asking myself, what can I do? All right, so my list that I wrote down by hand in my study notebook Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. And he gives us a definition of that. He says being humble is thinking of others as better than yourself. Um, My grandma just said to me that um, she heard someone saying that humility is not thinking uh, less of yourself, but it is thinking of yourself less. I love that. Uh, Don't look out for your own interests only. Take an interest in others too. All right, so I wrote that down. Have the same attitude, some versions say, have the the same mind as Christ. And there's a big long list of, of what that looks like. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. I think the previous points would constitute results of your salvation. And it seems like pretty hard work to me. To not be selfish and not try to impress others and to be humble and to, to have it and take an interest in others. That's hard work. But work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obey God with deep reverence and fear. And then I stumble into verse 13, feeling a little overwhelmed, right, at my inability to do all of those things that I just listed. And it says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. The desire and the power Wow, that comes from God. 
So if any of the points in the above list, if any of the points that I have just said, they don't appeal to you, (laughs) they seem like a little too much work or that you don't even have the want to, to do that. You can ask God to give you the desire. If they seem impossible, ask for the power. The promise of both the power and the desire are right here in this week's memory verse. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. All right, so let's jump back to our list. Do everything without complaining and arguing. All right, I think I might pause here and go write this on my middle schooler's mirror. Okay, I'm back. So why should we do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you? Hmm, chew on that for a while. All right, here's another one. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God. It's okay. Don't be overwhelmed. God will give you the desire and the power to do this. And then it says, shine, glow in the dark, glow in this dark world full of crooked and perverse people. And then here's my favorite, hold firmly to the word of life. Now, I, I tend to hold more firmly. If I really want to know what I ask myself, what do you hold firmly to? Almost frantically, I hold firmly to my own way of thinking sometimes, to my own argument in this situation. But the word of God, which transforms my way of thinking, says to hold firmly to the word of life which just told me to prefer others above myself and to not be selfish and to be humble and to have the same attitude of Christ, who, though he was God, did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Overwhelming? Is is this as overwhelming to you as it is to me? Well, it's okay. Just pick one. Pick one on this list. Spend some time in prayer. Ask God to help you. Ask him for the desire and the power to shine like a bright light. Conduct yourself in a manner worthy. Stand together in one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith. So what's next? Well, I think you know. I really want you to read Philippians. Y'all, it's not going to get any more complex than this from week to week. I'm going to keep saying it. You can do this. You can read God's word for yourself. Be sure you read it in a version that's easy to read. I like the New Living Translation. Interact with the Word. Make a list. Make the same list I did if you want to. There's power in writing down those words yourself. Pray and ask God to speak to you through His Word and change the way you think and act. Ask Him to give you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. That is a prayer He most definitely will answer. And then share. Share with someone else what you're learning. Sow the seed that has been sown in you. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. Hop on Twitter or Facebook and let's talk about what you're learning. I really, really do respond. I respond to emails. I'm so encouraged. Um, I've had several emails this week from listeners with prayer requests um, and just uh, just uh, rejoicing with them and what God is doing through them and using the podcast as a tool. So I want to hear from you.
Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Maha from Beirut, Lebanon. Now, I value every single one of you, my dear listeners, but it blows my mind that I am sitting in Opelousas, Louisiana, talking into a microphone, and that God would use little old me to impact others around the world. Mind blown. Thank you, Maha, for uh, subscribing. And I want to welcome Frank from Pennsylvania. He's already emailed me this week. And I want to say, again, I just love interacting with my listeners. And then Debbie from California, they are my newest subscribers to my website. Now, the benefit to subscribing is that I will email you once a week. And in that email, you're going to get a memory verse resource. You can display it on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. And you'll also get an email resource recap of this week's episode. And if I develop any um, extra resources, my uh, subscribers get instant access to that. It's just all that is just my way to say thank you for listening. And so head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today so I know who you are. Now, don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And while you're in iTunes, if you would leave me a written review and star rating, I would really appreciate it. This not only encourages me, but it helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use You Will Never Run Away by Wren Collective to jump into scripture. It's a request from my daughter, Emily, so I can't wait to jump into that one. And if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've tried to make it as easy as possible. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 86. And then while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.